Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge, you grab the bull by the horns, you find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. That is me. With me, as always, Super Producer Brandon Newman and... A special Wilder Thursday this week. Charlotte Actually, Wilder. No, it's Wilder Wednesday on Thursday, Mike. Got it. All right. I, was, I wasn't I was sure how we wanted to do the branding. I should have consulted you before. No, no, these no. You did him. Yeah. No, these are the type of mistakes that makes me feel like Mike isn't reading our group thread. Like, like this was discussed yesterday. Mike, are you not reading our group chat? All right, so guys, I'm a little distracted because I'm still out with my family in Arizona, and I have been under attack 
out here since I've been here. So my nine-month-old nephew Jackson is out here. And for some reason, my family has become obsessed with the idea of me needing to change a diaper. And I keep telling them, his parents and grandparents are right here. There's no reason for me to need to get involved in this. And I just need to know, am I the asshole or not? Are you being bullied? Yes. My brother literally <laughs> chased me around with a poop-filled diaper this afternoon. Wow. So it's gone from them wanting you to be in a relationship to you changing a diaper. I think that's progress. I, I don't think it feels like progress. Like, Brandon, Charlotte, <laughs> have you ever changed a diaper before? Uh, I want to say yes, because it feels embarrassing to say no, but I can't remember <laughs> a time when I have. I don't understand why around, it's embarrassing I've, to say no. Because, well, I've been around babies, and I look like I have nieces and nephews. I love kids. But when it comes time to change a diaper, I'm usually like, well, here you go. It's your child. Yeah. It's now, I, okay, as someone who has done it earlier, um, I, <laughs> I would say that I can see how your family would want you to get that type of um, bonding moment with the child before they become a full-blown human. Like, I remember growing up, all my older cousins, like, I used to change your diapers. And they think it was like, because they see my penis at a certain time that, you know, that it's, uh, you know, they have some, what? That's what they're talking that's, about, right? But that's but Well, that, no, I think it's more of like the, I wiped your ass, get in line, little man. Right. And, I but think also it's like, being able to say that. Okay, but also, I would say this. Uh, a big part of life, you realize, is defecating just like (laughs) poo and pee is just like a huge part of life and it's something that's taboo in society unless you're caring for a child and then once you're Mm -hmm. caring for a child and you realize how vital poop is like it's important that it comes it's important the color it's important what's in it based on the diet that's coming out like obviously jackson's going from solid food to to our liquid to solid food so it's important the poo is very important and when you get behind the poo like in drafts to survive you get behind the wheel you you finally understand the game and i think that's what the thing is like you're all everyone's around the baby mike but they feel like you're not in on the game the way that everyone else is i i guess i just feel like the pro like if i were in a position where it was just me and him and his parents had to go somewhere because I know now they're plotting to try and abandon the baby at the house with me and him with a poop-filled diaper, so I have to do this. And it Ooh. feels cruel to both the child and me because <laughs> I haven't mm-hmm. been properly trained on this, which has been my big advantage in escaping having to change a diaper. It so just you have un- No. Have you done it yet? No. And now it's almost to prove a point because my right. brother and sister-in-law, neither of them had changed a diaper before they had their baby. And wow, they have done it just fine now since they've had the baby. It is not some prerequisite that I need to walk into a relationship and later have a kid to say I've already changed a diaper. Plenty of people have gone in dry on that, not had any understanding, and come right. out on the other side with a baby with a fully wonderful diaper situation in the back end. <laughs> Look, you've got a... Uh... That would be great for a dating profile. Be like, ladies, I've changed a diaper before. Actually, that probably would. For some women, they'd probably be like, he's the one. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm telling you what. It's the difference of high school football to collegiate football. Like, there's 400 level in changing the diapers. Like, there's folds that you don't know that you're supposed to get. There's a cadence mm. to the thing. <laughs> so, like, it really... like. 
Jake and Jenny are now deep in the game because they've changed multiple different types of diapers, not to mention the different type of diapers. But I feel like they, they want you to be a part of growing with this. I feel like there's a lot of other ways for me and Jax to bond in a way that we already have. And there's a lot of other cool stuff that we can do that doesn't involve poop. Like, Did you take I him to the Taylor Swift concert? I gladly would. You know how much I would have loved taking him to the Taylor Swift concert? He's got the little headphones, like the oh, Drew Brees so kid headphones that you yes. can put on and have all these cute pictures. There was confetti at the Taylor Swift show, so we could have recreated the Drew Brees Super Bowl kid picture. Oh, could have done all yes. that stuff, but his parents selfishly didn't want to bring their child to Vegas and have him ruin their good time, I guess. So it's not my fault they denied me of that opportunity, and now they want me to wait around in the muck. I'm sorry, Mike. You're... You're really going through it, man. Yeah. Th listen, <laughs> thoughts and prayers aren't required, but they are definitely appreciated. I just, I needed to know if I was, I was out of line in the way I was. Personally, here's the difference though. Brandon has kids and he's like, yeah, you got to change a diaper. I don't have kids. And I'm like, I think you're good, man. I don't think you should have to do that. Hey. <laughs> oh and, yeah. I, I think actually you guys both bring up a great point. You don't have to do it until it's live bullets. Cause yeah. I didn't like they like there's like daddy daycare classes that you can go to before the baby's there and like you gotta figure out and learn and Willie Cologne I was working with him at the time and we were both having kids at around the same time two weeks apart and he was like bro you gotta go today boot camp you gotta <laughs> do boot camp like how do you know how to change the diaper we did it on a we did it on a watermelon I was like I'm not worried about <laughs> any of that right now Wait, I'm like I'm Brandon, trying to enjoy not doing it that's a good question because didn't your brother have kids before you and you didn't change any of their diapers right wow. I was in college, Mike. I was out. I was out chasing the bag. Wow. I was never around. I was never Brandon, around. I was never around. Not Brandon, to bring it up. That's fine. It's but very you sad. It doesn't change the fact that you didn't change the diapers, did you? I'm sure at some point along the way there was a chance for you to have changed the diaper, and you didn't have to change the diaper. I was. I was always Jungle Jim Uncle BJ though, and that's fine. I don't know what you're giving. I don't. Know, I don't know what you're giving because I've I given in a very real way for that, and I don't I know, know what, what you're you giving. haven't given. I know what you haven't given. A diaper, given. Change. Yeah. A diaper, a diaper change, change to your niece nieces or nephews. Yeah. yeah. Nope. nope. Man, you're right. The okay, truth case comes closed. Out. Mike shouldn't have to do it. Gavel. Hey, we got to it. That only took, that only took us a couple minutes. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> at Gojo Show on Twitter, if I am being the asshole. We got a great show for you guys today. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us a five-star rating. And check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel under the Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. tab. Uh, we got a great show uh, today. Uh, we're going to play a little quote game. We have got the Some Shining Moments National Championship round that Charlotte is going to be here to help shepherd us through as we try and get that champion crowned before the Final Fours get going in men's and women's college hoops. Uh, and then, of course, uh, a little bit of this, that, and third, including Bizarre Trees. Um, I thought this would be a fun day to play a little quote game with you guys. I pulled some and got them together. I was going to give you each anon an anonymous quote to have you try and guess who said that quote uh, in the world cool. of sports from this week. Love it. I'm very I excited. I also stopped even, I, tr I spent five minutes trying to give quote game a kitschy name like I used to do in radio and then just completely gave up. So you get quote game today. I think we called it something better <laughs> when we did this last time, Brandon. Guess yeah, who said it, was, it? No, it was like, uh, <laughs> it wasn't he said, she said, but it felt like it was, was you like two truths and a lie? So it, it, I feel like it was some some iteration. If you're big fans of the show, come on, let us know uh, what we called it last <laughs> yeah, time we played the tell these game. guys what they did on their own show. <laughs> Please. Oh man, podcast brain fully set in. All right, first up, <laughs> uh, let's start off with this one, guys. 
Hmm. He'll probably be the first and only baseball player of this generation that has the ability to have that level of commercial impact for a brand. Um, who said it? Who said this quote? Yes. Ben Affleck. Uh, no, incorrect. I will give you a chance for who is this quote about, though, to see if you can redeem oh. yourself. Oh, we should probably do one at a time. So this is all Charlotte. You, this isn't a uh, team game. This isn't Blackjack. Wait, 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 wait. Say it again. God, this, games like this stress me out. I get so stressed. Oh, my God. Okay. He'll probably be the first and only baseball player of this generation that has the ability oh, to have that level of commercial impact for a brand. Uh, is it about Otani? It is about Shohei Otani. <laughs> Boom! Yes. Uh, right. Who said it? Nice so the it. author of that quote was Chris Davis. Uh, he is one of the heads of New Balance and the son of the founder of New Balance. And that is relevant because New Balance is one of the 13 brand partnerships that Shohei Itani has. Shohei Itani, who was on the Forbes list of highest earning baseball players that just came out recently, he is number wow. one at the top of that list with an expected $65 million in total earnings, including yeah. an estimated $35 million in off-the-field earnings this upcoming year. The next closest uh, this year would be Aaron Judge at $4.5 million. And the next closest in the total field of recent memory was Bryce Harper batting last year at $6.5 million. So Shohei no blowing these way. dudes out of the water right now. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Proud of and, him, honestly. Well, and we're here on baseball's opening day when this podcast is coming out. It's an exciting time. And he's going to be the story that hangs over the sport this year because we know next year we've got the potential for free agency. He signed this one-year $30 million extension to avoid arbitration stuff. And now next year we might get the full sweepstakes after getting to see him in the World Baseball Classic, balling and getting to play postseason baseball in a way he's been robbed of by the Angels. He's going to get paid more than anyone's ever gotten paid in the world before. Even if he doesn't, the system is broken. Well, I, I think he needs to take Pitbull's nickname and be Mr. Worldwide. Like, I think this is a, <laughs> this is a transition in his career uh, as well. Because he's always been this good. But, like, what's, what's changed now when it comes to these endorsements? Well, I mean, you know, he was, so what, he was the uh, MVP in 2021. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just part of his growth overall as a consistent name in the sport. We knew he was a phenomenal prospect coming over, but then for him to continue to build off the performances we've seen coming off the WBC, I'm sure that didn't hurt because we saw there Ooh, baseball's yeah. an incredibly international game. It's a mm -hmm. sport that we think of through the MLB lens here, but so many people see in a broader scope. And you mentioned, Brandon, Mr. Worldwide, the the Japan aspect of this cannot be understated. Among his 13 brand partnerships, you have a Japanese pharmaceutical company called Kowa, Seiko Watches and Boss, formerly Hugo Boss, Fanatics and Tops in the U.S., as well as deals with a Japanese cosmetics company, I think it's Kose, and New Balance. So he's got all of these deals because he is truly an international superstar. Yeah. He's also, you know what I think over the past few years we've seen about Otani, and this is a, this is a, uh, um, categorization of a designation of athlete that is like the highest compliment I could give. He's a big sweetie. He's like a, mm. he's, you know, like he's a big sweetie. Yeah. You're like, oh, like look Ron. at Shohei. Like he's doing, he's so sweet. He's so lovely. He seems so nice. He's always just like smiling and having a great time. And I think that that's, 
aside from his baseball talent, that is an invaluable add to a brand. If we're, if we can, if I may be so crass, the, the big sweetie factor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sweetums, uh, shout out to Pawnee and um, not Pawnee. Is that yeah? Yeah, okay, Parks and Rec. But yeah, I would say talking about the getting back to the World Baseball Classic, you almost forget just how immortalized certain players can be by having that that moment on the mound. Like I think we we kind of romanticize uh, you know big hitters and you know at bats and home runs and you know the the triple to win the the World Series and stuff like that. But that moment with him there, I think it like. We all knew that he was a great pitcher. We all knew that he was setting records left and right. That's all you heard about when you weren't watching the games and just reading about him later on. But to see it against Mike Trout, it was different. Well, and he's a singular talent. He's the only one who's capable of doing what he's done at the plate, on the mound, and in all these different facets. <laughs> and so, yeah, and like that's the thing to Charlotte's point. This only goes up once he gets paid the big bucks and potentially gets to get out of the Angels organization and get to a place that's going to allow him to get to the postseason because we know that increases your visibility. It's the most wonderful time of year in baseball. And so this seems like it could be potentially low for Shohei in coming years somehow. I totally agree. I also, I, whenever I think about Shohei, I have this image in my head of of him throwing up the ball and then hitting it and then like going in like roadrunner speed running to field it himself. And that, like I picture him like that is the image that comes into my head is him playing the game by himself but fielding and hitting at the same time. We need him to be the next star of one of those viral commercials that everybody thinks is yes. real when it happens. <clears throat> like I forget who it was, which football player that Kershaw did one throw too. it up to himself. Kershaw did that. The LeBron no, James DK Metcalf yes. did that one. Yes. But you had LeBron James, those full court shots in the commercial that he was putting up that everyone thinks is real, but really is just getting duped by the internet. Charlotte, you're absolutely right. You just scripted the Shohei version. Yeah, so if anyone listening wants me to hire me to do like copywriting, I'll I'll make you a great little commercial there. There we go. Cut and print. Um as far as uh, opening day, Charlotte, uh, any hopes for this Major League Baseball season? Like, I think clearly for me, my hope is that we find our way with Shohei on a different team on the other side of this season. In the meantime, I guess I would like to see the Angels actually get to the postseason so we could get Shohei and Mike Trout coming off of that wave in the World Baseball Classic involved in all that because we know most of the other places where you've got star power in groups the Padres the Yankees certainly the Astros those are all teams that we expect the Dodgers to be involved in the postseason in one way or another the Angels have two that we just had a blast with in the WBC and I would love to see them get their opportunity in Major League Baseball this season is there anything else you're hoping for this year yeah, I'm with you on the Angels. I think it would be really, really depressing if they once again don't even make it. Like, even if they get it, even if they're out in the division, the, even if they're out in a wild card game, like, at least right. they were there. I think it's real. I think the worst possible scenario for them is just not making it at all. Um, I have, you know, I really hope that the Mets can get it together. I have always felt a fondness for them. I don't know why. I think because, I mean, any. People probably, if you have followed me at all, you know I'm a Red Sox fan. Um, but like, I think hating the Yankees so much, and then like mm -hmm. the Mets being the alternative to that, there was always a little bit of like, you know, my enemy's enemy is my friend, and so yeah. I, it was a bummer to see them have like the wins record and then just completely Implode. fumble. 
yeah, it was it was like I think they need to, and I know it was going to happen because when a team's doing that well, for like I'm very I've been worried about the Celtic blah 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 blah. You know my whole spiel about like don't start out being that good like slow build. So I but and obviously I want the Red Sox to do well, but I I don't know they're depressing me. Um, I have a. My main one is a negative one, which is different for me because I usually don't hate teams. Um, I want the Astros to miss the postseason with a fiery, yes. burning passion. If they are back Ooh. there, if they're if they're in the World Series again, I will be like I'm feeling the sports sports rage. Baseball was my first love. Like I I haven't I ugh, I can't even talk. If they're in the World Series again, I will lose my shit there. I believe they are the current favorite to win the World Series on DraftKings Sportsbook the last I checked, too. Like, yeah, but, like, I hope that they totally screw it up. I'm, ch- I'm checking right now just to make sure, looking at futures here. You know they just won the whole thing last year. Yeah, yeah so, the, so the Houston they keep winning. They cheat. They cheat. They win. They cheat. They win. They win. They win. They win. I want them to lose. I don't even want them to be in the conversation about winning. Well, I think J. I think J. Rod and the Mariners may have something to say about it. Finally, maybe that would be cool. At least in a- AOS, no. Man, I don't know. It just <laughs> like I-, I was curious if people still were in the business of hating the Astros in the same way. Like, right? And listen, Charlotte, to your point, Altuve is going to be out for a couple months. Obviously, Verlander gone. That's a big mm-hmm. deal. But once they won it after the scandal i kind of had to tip my cap to them because you had the eyes of the whole sport on you you had everyone looking at you sideways like you were the ones that went out and did everybody wrong and we know people were denied their victory lap against them that 2020 without fans where people didn't get to boo them mercilessly in the ways they wanted to to come back and win it with that bullseye on your back and do it when you know everyone's going to be looking at you banging trash cans and you just don't care anyway becomes impressive to me then see see mike i i could not disagree with you more i think that that i think they won the lottery by having that bullseye on their back. They got to be like the Patriots, when the Patriots used to be like, we're the underdogs, nobody believes in us. And you're like, everybody believes in you. Like the Astros got to be like, everybody hates us. They think we cheated and we can't win without cheating. So what, we're going to do it. That's such good motivation. That was like basically handing them like all the bulletin board material they could ever need, but like kind of about themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I think part of it was also, I liked seeing this for Dusty Baker. I felt like he got thrown into a clean up a mess that wasn't his. And so to see him succeed on the other side of that felt really good too. Okay. That I can, that I can get behind. I once when actually when Jess and I had our podcast at sports illustrated, we, interviewed him for something that never ended up happening and he was the loveliest man so yes i i wish only the best for him but i wish it weren't with the astros i'm surprised at both of you honestly because the patriots cheating taught me how to hate a franchise that cheated so all of my houston astros angst comes like a carryover from hating on tom brady bill belichick and robert Kraft and all the different gates that they had during their run so charlotte for you to be on my side (laughs) and then also for mike you to say you you you're tipping the hat 
to cutting yeah. corners. Oh, listen, mine's at least be, been consistent because I never beefed all that hard with the Patriots stuff. I never used that to discredit what they accomplished in that dynasty. They were doing shit at a more extreme level. You could argue a more tactical uh, tactical level than some of their peers, but it was nothing other people weren't trying to do. You just Thank did it you. better. Much the if you're same not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> much the same way the Astros did. And while banging garbage cans and all the other th- lengths that they went to were a little more extreme than most of the science dealing even heard amongst other major leaguers the point is coming back on the other side of that everyone knows they're watching every move you make and you still went out there and caved their heads in to me there is something i don't know if admirable is the right right word but certainly worthy of respect about going out and accomplishing in that environment so i want to say something about what this entire conversation illustrates about sports fandom which is one of my favorite things which is that it is impossible to be a sports fan and not be just like deeply hypocritical and just like an asshole Mm. like i'm sitting here being like okay everybody cheats if you're not cheating you're not trying the patriots actually didn't really cheat the way people thought they cheated and then i'm like the astros use trash cans i hate them they stripped away yeah, they used an Apple Watch. Like they, Altuve had a freaking wire on him. I'm like, they should all be in jail. And it's like, no, it's like those two things can't exist at the same time. And yet, in my head, they are happily coexisting and have been for years. It's disgusting. <gasps> yeah, well, I mean, didn't weren't the Red Sox tied it. up in some sort of cheating scandal too? Like, yeah, but you know, Mike, who's to say? One, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I will say, what I did admire about the Astros cheating is that they used trash cans. Like, that's the coolest, most analog way you could ever cheat, and I actually do respect that. There we go. See, we came around here full circle. Um, so that's a beautiful thing. You know what? And also, Charlotte, you just came up for the name of the game. It's Who's to Say here on who's Gojo. So let's get to yes. the next quote uh, from Here's to Say. Brandon, it's your turn to guess here. Uh, it's who's this, to say. Who's to say? Yeah, uh, the quote is as follows. Media is the only one that is pushing it. I have nothing against anybody. If you change jobs, I'm not mad at you. If you start reporting for somebody else, hey, man, it's a better decision for you and your family. Have at it. Is that, I know this one. Is that my QB1, Lamar Jackson? That is not Lamar Jackson. Wrong sport, too. I'll give you that hint. Wrong sport? Give me a hint. Give me another hint. Um, I, sent, I sent it to the group chat. Oh, shit. Oh, and I'm the one not paying attention to the group chat. Am I the only one who reads everything that's it? that makes me such a loser? God. No, let me say a word. Let me. Is it? You can't uh, look now. You can't look I'm now. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm thinking about the the article that you sent and the headline, and thinking about the the wealth of athletes that could possibly have said that. Could you throw the quote back at me, Mike? Is that fair? Can I get a, a re a re? Yeah, I got a reread. All right. Yeah, Media is the only one pushing it. I have nothing against anybody. If you change jobs, I'm not mad at you. If you start reporting for somebody else, hey man, it's a better decision for you and your family. Have at it. Oh, that that's gotta be Is that Ricky Fowler? No, uh that is Bubba Watson. Uh, actually so there was a media scrum of a lot of the live golfers ahead of next week's masters so everything's getting cooking at augusta next week you've already got the ads running on television friends it's time for you to re-download the app if you haven't kept it on your phone in the meantime one of the most wonderful times of the year i can hear jim nance in my sleep now um But Bubba Watson and a number of the other live golfers brought up this idea that 
they have not been ostracized by their peers in the way the media would like to see. And that this mm. bad blood leading into the Masters where you're going to have a field with, I believe, 18 players from the Live Tour competing in the Masters field. The Masters opted to not change anything about the way that they made their field, didn't opt to, uh, you know, what we talked about, Brandon, with Stu Gatz a long time ago on this show, the Masters decided not to step in and be the one to X out the live golfers and make that a line in the sand. And so we've got all these guys that are going to be in there. Yeah, it's 18 players in the 89-man roster, including four past Masters champions and Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Phil Mickelson, and Charles Schwartz, uh, Schwartzel. So my question to you guys, uh, Charlotte, is this beef a media fabrication? Like, have we made too much out of what no. we are going to get on the golf course from all these guys? No, we absolutely have not. First of all, the the title of the article on ESPN that just had me cracking up was PGA Live Golfers Not Expecting Drama at the Masters. Like, I've said so many times that sports is the original reality show, and, like, there's no more... There's never been such a reality show headline in the history of the world than not expecting drama. Like, are you kidding? That that's like, right. of course, there. That's like, if you have to say it, it isn't true. And I, I mean, everybody like, um, oh my god, now I'm totally bl- blanking. Rory McIlroy, Rory, Mac- Rory, <laughs> Rory McIlroy. All last year was just like roasting these guys who left to go to live. Like everybody who didn't go to live was like. You know, t- Tiger Woods was like, it's disgusting. Like, are you kidding me? You're going to sit that Like, that's like a dog saying, that's like a dog eating a bunch of cake from the table and being like, not, and, and not, and then the owners are like talking about how mad they are at it to their friends. And the dog's like, they're not mad at me at all. Like, everything's cool. They actually love it when I eat the cake. Like, we're good. Like, that is such, maybe they, th- maybe like with a few guys, they've all squashed the beef, but. I don't know. Saying there's not going to be drama sounds to me a lot like something somebody who's expecting drama would say. I did appreciate it coming from Patrick Reed, like too. Yeah, one of the players like, mentioned, like, well, Patrick Reed, he knows it's not going to be because of Liv. It's just going to be because he's Patrick Reed and everybody already didn't like him on tour. Totally. I mean, the, the cast of characters you had, like Mickelson, Sergio Garcia, like you got all the villains of golf to go to live. So like, what good is the Masters if it's not going to give us some villain moments once it's they're actually, all back together? Yeah, it's actually a pretty good tease of a headline because yeah. it's saying like, listen, PGA and live golfers not expected to are not expected to have any drama at the Masters. Come find out. Yeah, it's like, I'll watch that show. Yeah, yeah, it's well, okay. And it's like, it's easy because it's the Masters. Like, even if there's not drama between the two, it's still going to be awesome because it's the Masters. And I think, I don't think they're right in, like, making the media scapegoat. Because like you said, Charlotte, we have plenty of receipts of guys like Rory and Tiger and the top golfers who are always going to be the guys concerned about legacy because they had earned more and won more on the tour and weren't going over for the cash grab like some of the mid-tier golfers that ended up going over to live. They were always going to go out here and try and puff off their side of the fence and make this look big so that you wouldn't get any more guys jumping ship over there because based on how the pga responded we know there was a little bit of concern we saw the tournaments with bigger purses pop out we saw the efforts outside of golf that tiger woods and others were a part of to make the game more fun and to improve it in some of the ways that phil mickelson talked about and so there was a concerted effort to make sure more guys didn't jump and it worked 
And now if you're the PGA, you do just kind of get to sit back because no one's watching the Live Golf broadcast on the CW. They're losing most of the battles in court that have been going on between the two sides. And so now it really only becomes interesting if one of these guys is in contention on Sunday. That's really what would make it interesting is if you had a live golfer come back because that's what they've all wanted is the legitimacy that comes with having a golfer from that tour coming back over and winning one of the majors in a way that would actually impact the sport. Totally. And, and I, I do think that, you know, there, there could be some validity to it. Like I'm sure they've, I'm sure people are cool with each other. Like they've been on tour together for years. Like I, but I, but I do think it's a little bit, um, you know, there we as you said, there are some receipts. Right. We've seen enough of this. Now, people tried to make a little bit less out of like the Patrick Reed and Rory uh, Teagate, him flicking the T at him, which is the most golf. <laughs> yes. I can't wait for season two of um, swing, Full swing. Uh, um, Full Swing. Full Swing. When we get that in like slow motion done up in that episode, it's going to be way more dramatic than it actually looked on the T box. But I, I think either way... We've seen the live presence has changed the PGA. And if we get a mix of those guys on the leaderboard, that's going to be the storyline. And maybe it is a, a, a bigger creation on the outside. Maybe it is a lot like what we talk about. Um, I know when we had the example of the dunk at the end of the FAU game. And I said, players don't really care about that stuff in the way that coaches, administrators, fan bases do. Because when you can't control the outcomes, you look for what represents you on the court. As a coach, you're the one giving out the rules. You're the one teaching everybody. And that's the only thing you can really control is conduct like that. And so maybe if you're the heads of the tour, maybe if you're fans of one side of this or the other, being able to look out and say, well, see, the guys from my side, if you're the PGA fans that have been doing this the right way and didn't take the blood money, are over here and they're the ones are winning and your guys can't win. So maybe part of it is a little more 30,000 foot view, but it's still there in whatever form or fashion. It's also just sort of the, the, the facts, right? Like right. it's the, it's the, um, that's the, you don't, you, you don't get to choose whether it's the storyline or not, because it's like if the United States split in half and then you were like, wow, some people from one half are going to be hanging out with people from the other half. It's like, well, I'm sorry, what's the story here? It's like, that the two halves are like hanging out. It, it, it's Whoa. just like in the fabric of the sport now. And it's like, it's listen, it's who you knew before. Like a lot of the relationships that you had there for some of these guys may predate that. If you're not as close with dudes that you were there with on the tour, all of a sudden it's a lot easier to draw those lines in the sand. What I will say is I am very much looking forward to seeing if Phil Mickelson <laughs> pops off and says anything though. Because remember, <laughs> Phil skipped the Masters the last time yeah. around after his original comments about live golf went public. He wasn't... He wasn't shunned by the Masters. He just chose not to play because he was keeping his head low. And so he missed, I think, for the first time since, like, 1994. So fill back and giving quotes at that setting could be incredible. Well, That's why I was like, am I making this up? But I thought that Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods had, like, a quick meeting. And I think it wasn't at one point in time they were talking about trying to ban live golfers from events like the Masters and saying, like, I bet if they get kicked off the big PGA Tours, they won't go over there and get all that money. Like, how is that a reality, like, to your point, Charlotte, about this just being the facts? Like, how is that a reality? And now 
full circle a year <laughs> later. We're going to act like everything's kumbaya, and then we have two big uh, golf leagues. <laughs> like, <Right>. No, there's <laughs> still one, and then the other one getting the dirty money. I uh, I had a when I covered the PGA Championship in 2019, I believe it was. Um, it was the year that Phil had uh, released his calf workout video do you guys remember that oh yeah um and i actually embedded with mickelson and just followed him around the course to hear what everybody was yelling at him and it was like i think like golfers and certain sports media people um are like the only people who understand what it's like to be hit on as a woman at a bar because the they had like like 30,000 frat dudes yelling like, Phil, you have beautiful calves. I love your calves. Oh, like crushing it, Phil. And um, it was just a really fun thing to witness. I was like, I, I'm greatly enjoying this. Phil did have quite a run before all this happened between that. You remember the Mizzen and Main ads where he was kicking golf balls <laughs> out of the air? Um, you know, him talking about ripping long drives. It was it was his time to shine, and then it wasn't. So it's mm-hmm. going to be fascinating to then, watch that play out for him. I'm sorry, I may, I can't. What? We're actually we're real journalists here, and I can't. I was going to say, didn't they find out that he had an account on Ashley Madison? But that's not true. There's no, no one ever said that. That's not, oh I want to put that out there. All right, um, let's let's get back to who's our to game say? Here. Who's, who's to, to say? say? All right, um, who's to say, uh, Charlotte Wilder, you get a crack at this one. This is the quote. Yes, he's done it for part of one year, but it's not just that he did it in the way that he did it. I think that gave a lot of confidence to everyone in our building. He earned that. Is there room for growth? Absolutely. But he's left us all with a lot of confidence that he's a real guy, and we're excited about that. Is that Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy? Close. It is John Lynch on Brock Purdy, but both of them very much out on State Street, Charlotte, Charlotte. as we had a a lot of the conversation that Brock Purdy has, quote unquote, earned the right uh, to be the first one taking snaps when camp opens for the 49ers next year. Uh, Do you agree with that, Charlotte? Um. Well, I think it's sort of saying a whole lot of nothing per usual, Um, but yeah, I mean... The kid was good. Like, I think that there are a lot of ways you can qualify what athletes do on the field and try to discount it or try to say, well, yeah, but. And I think in in, in Brock Purdy's case, I think he just, like, really um, grew up. I mean, the kid was 22 years old, right? Like, he, yeah. 23 at the most. I think he was 22. And he just balled out and like there were some games and it wasn't like he's doing well for a 22 year old rookie who's like tossed into this bizarro situation like winning games against Tom Brady like he won games against Tom Brady like he looked pretty good out there so yeah I don't know I'd if I I mean if I were GM my team would be total chaos but like I might be all in a Brock Purdy if I were the 49ers well he looked bad and then looked good again like he showed resolve poise like actual play like oh maybe with an entire season it could be a little bit of the Dak Prescott and obviously he's proven to be effective even after that surprise year but the the whole concept of not having film on guy is real like in knowing how to play a guy is real and especially coaches lean on certain crutches when it comes to certain downs and distances and what that player can do so he's going to get exposed but the the I'm 
interest I'm confused at them saying this considering the fact that they have Trey Lance right there and he's the one who started the season first touchdown uh first person with the touchdown for their season last year but he's injured so like where else do you, where else can you go well and listen they're both walking in injured right Brock Purdy had that True. UCL surgery this offseason Trey Lance had a couple of surgeries during the course of this last year and Charlotte's right who lines up the very first under center really doesn't matter. It should be a full-blown competition between him and Trey Lance. Because at the end of the day, the reasons that you brought Trey over still exist. And the reasons that Trey Lance was the guy that you traded up for because of the ability, even with the limited experience, still exist. And you owe it to yourself unless you're going to try and trade him and get out from under him. And I saw John Lynch, I think, gave a joke quote that him and Kyle have a joke that for the right place, they would trade the other. Like each meeting each other. <laughs> right. And, you know, kind of being facetious, saying they'll listen to any really good offer, which is smart business to always keep the lines open. But realistically, with their quarterback situation because of the injuries, I doubt that's going to happen. I doubt you're going to fetch much for an injured quarterback who played a game last year in the middle of a rainbow. I just still feel like, based on the reasons you picked Trey Lance, you kind of owe it to yourself to still see those out in a camp setting where those two have a chance to battle it out for this. And if Brock Purdy can win it again, great for him. It'll be another one of those Tom Brady-like stories of a guy who can manage to try and go make a life for himself coming out of the sixth round at that position. But we still kind of got to see what this Trey Lance thing is talking about because we have just not had a fair shake at this, even if I understand fair is a place where they judge pigs. You know, I'm I'm going to be honest. I don't think Drew Bledsoe got a fair... Uh... Got a fair shake either, so. Wow. Um, when Tom Brady took over for him. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, you can, and like, I know it's that old phrase, that, you know, misguided idea that you can't lose your job due to injury. We know that's not the case. It happens all right. the time. It's the reason that there's that saying, you can't make the club in the tub. Like, plenty of people lose their job because they're Is injured at the wrong time. Yes, like you say, it's uh, very often, Charlotte, during, like, training camp, if you'll see yeah. guys over on the sideline riding the exercise bike or doing anything like that, you'll hear a lot of people mumble, like, hey, man, you can't make the club in the tub. You either find a way to get healthy and get out here, or they're going to find someone who can. Yeah. And with the... Obviously, we talked about the Mets and how they're kind of cursed and stuff. I, I feel like... There's something going on with the 49ers where there's just like weirdness. Like there's so much preparation and planning to go into the season and then all hell breaks loose and they just kind of <laughs> figure it out, right? Like to the point where Sam Darnold could be leading this team in the playoffs next year. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's if, over there and, and, and Kyle Shanahan and like he's not like God got off. Well, he's X amount of years removed from his, uh, what's the thing he got from the water fountain? Um, uh, mononucleosis thank you so like I just feel like I just feel like there's a chance if if he winds up starting multiple games for them next year Brandon you are absolutely right it's proof that Kyle Shanahan did something horrible in his last life (laughs) like not not on like a massive scale of world atrocity or else he wouldn't be one of the best NFL head coaches but bad enough to where someone would get him to this position and then every turn deny him him. of a Super Bowl without giving him outside of Matt Ryan who you know was an MVP in that season but really in large part without a quarterback of really high ability from realist to God's ears Brandon I mean hey I mean, let's not let's not take away the fact that you know you're sometimes you're punished for the sins of your parents. Like maybe Mike Shanahan did some stuff that we didn't see. Oh my God, <laughs> who's to say, Brandon? Who's to say? Who's to say? Um, <laughs> all right, guys, let's talk about Jaegermeister. 
They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Let's get to the last one here. Brandon, very fitting that this one would be for you. Okay. Uh, if you want to play if you want to play basketball and you're really that dude, why am I sitting in class trying to pass a chemistry test? I don't want to play no chemistry. I don't want to practice no Spanish. <laughs> Mark, why did somebody say this? Like I'm mad. Okay. Jeez. Is it was it was it Chuck? Was Charles Barkley say this? Nope. Goodness gracious. Okay, give me one hint. Um, I'm pretty sure he's been an in-studio guest with you at a previous stop. Oh, did Ryan Hollins say this? No. That sounds like something Ryan Hollins might LeVar say. LeVar Ball said this. LeVar, <laughs> oh my gosh, that it had a LeVar Ball cadence. I gotta get, where's my Ball brand stuff? I'm, I'm all in on anything LeVar Ball says, to be honest with you. It well, makes sense now. He said this about LeBron James Jr. Um... So, LeVar Ball tried to say that the best potential path for the eldest son of LeBron James would be time spent in Australia and New Zealand's, New Zealand's National Basketball League, coincidentally, like LaMelo Ball did before becoming 2021 Rookie of the Year. Uh, and his point was, you're going to have all these players in college trying to come out when you can set your own stage across the water. You're going to get haters and the supporters. That's what makes it filled up gyms. A lot of people want to see LeBron's son do good, and a lot of them want to say he can't play against no grown men. His point basically wow. being, you get a paycheck for going over there, you're playing against adults, and it's better competition and better preparation. Uh, Brandon, you still rocking with your boy on this one? <laughs> I think we all fall victim of thinking that our way is the right way. Yes. And he had a certain way to get his son LaMelo ready. Uh, one that he think that Lonzo fell short in his time at UCLA, I imagine, studying Spanish or, you know, whatever. Playing chemistry. Playing chemistry. Yeah, those things. And then obviously with Leangelo, uh, Leangelo um, you know, crossing stop, up English. there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And sunglasses were too tantalizing overseas. So I, I feel like he's still in on the get it how you live like Luca overseas, play against real men and things like that and, and become a better player. And he may not be wrong with that, but I just realized that I just he has to realize who we're talking about here. We're talking about LeBron James and the star power and the dollar amount. Like he's not Shohei Otani. Like he can't get the international dollar the way he can just really strike gold being homegrown here in America. 
Well, I guess that's the thing. The money point's kind of not valid here. Right. Just because, <laughs> NILs. Like, and I understand. Like, like, I think on three has Bronny's NIL valuation at like $7.2 million. And I have no idea geez. what goes into a figure like that. I know he already has deals with an underwear company, with Beats by Dre, and with Nike. And so at least two of those are legitimate brands with legitimate dollars that even before he stepped foot in a college campus, he's already signed with. That's before Maybe a collective gives him money if he ends up, as we've talked about, his trajectory as a basketball player has improved more and more. He's looked better and better. And so I'm sure his prospects of being a guy that a college might actually swing harder for have become better. So the money's not really going to be an issue, in my opinion, because of who he is. And the competition part, hey, we've seen what the stage of college basketball, if you are a player of that caliber, can net you. Like, Bronny James Jr., if he goes in and is a day-one starter in a college basketball team, is going to have a sort of Zion Williamson-like effect where he might not be as exciting a player as Zion. He doesn't have that kind of physical ability, but he's got the name recognition. He's already got this built-up time in front of all of our eyes to where we'd absolutely be tuning in to see what this kid can do. I also think that there... First of all, I think you're right, Brandon. I think that uh, what LeVar Ball is trying to do here is legitimize himself by having other people do it the way he did it. It's like when I got right. into Colby College, I think the... Uh, off the wait list, I might add. <laughs> I'm not bragging here. Um, I think the acceptance rate was like 27%, maybe 23%. Like It was yeah. low, but it wasn't like... It's now 9%, which makes me look a whole lot better. Like if you tell someone, if you tell like kids today, you're like, oh yeah, Charlotte Wilder went to Colby. They'd be like, oh shit, she must be smart. And it's like, well, actually, first of all, didn't totally get in, got in a roundabout way. And then, um, you know, it wasn't as hard. So I think that if LeVar can retroactively make it look like, oh, this is a really smart move, he's going to do that. I also think, though, that Bronny going overseas and playing against real grown-ass men, as LeVar is suggesting, also might not be the greatest thing for Bronny. I think that on a stage where people have doubted whether he... I mean, he's a great player. Like, let's not doubt that like the we saw him in right we've seen him play a lot now but he he if he weren't lebron james's son there wouldn't be this kind of buzz around him and maybe starting out on a college level which is an extremely high level but still has room for those weird college sport quirks and bizarro things to happen actually might make him look better in the long run so Mm. i don't actually think it's the best move from any standpoint yeah, you can debate the playing against professional talent thing, right? It's why we've got the G League Ignite. It's why we've got the Overtime League to kind of have a more professional-oriented career development avenue than going to college where even if you're there for a year, you technically got to go to class for the semester, even if not everywhere is going to make you go to the hardest classes, not make you go to in-person classes, all the ways that we know people circumvent the system. Charlotte, you also kind of bring me to another interesting point. It is something he can do that's his own. Like yes. everything else basketball-wise, LeBron did, but we know the one thing. For all the gear he throws Ohio State's way, he never played college yep. basketball. And so Bronny could go and have success on a stage that would be all his own, which no matter how he feels about it in his life, I don't know how he views his place in the world. I don't know how much he internalizes the idea of having to live up to his dad or anything like that, but... I could imagine there'd be something pretty cool about getting to do something that your dad didn't even do along the way, even if it's because he skipped it because he was so good. (laughs) Absolutely, Mike. That's exactly where my head went 
of all the things, t- the stones in the basketball world that have been unturned, uh, overturned, or whatever I'm trying to say, analogy for LeBron James, he never had a moment in the tourney. He never mm-hmm. like was able to increase his value by playing in college. Uh, he was never uh, had that grind of whatever it is for college basketball. It's the type of life that LeBron James can't articulate to his children. So I can imagine that it's the part of the basketball journey that is the most attractive for LeBron James's children. It's yep. also probably slightly a um, like not humbling, but normal experience that I don't know that they can have otherwise like it's a protected normal experience of if they want it to be you know like if Bronny doesn't want it to be like get a dope apartment off campus and like do your own thing whatever but like if he wants that if he wants to feel like a true part of a group and like there isn't this thing hanging over like that's possible for him to opt into a sense of quote normalcy in a way that I don't that that's the closest he's ever going to get. I, I actually would wonder if that would be the case for him though. Like I don't know what life on campus looks like for a dude that with that kind of name because we know most of the yeah places, like do you need security? <laughs> well, I mean, and most of the places we've heard him linked to, right? Whether it's Oregon or Ohio State or USC, they're big time programs. They've had pro prospects come through there on the basketball teams. They've had big time athletes on campus, but. If you're LeBron James Jr., one, you've been used to this kind of attention your entire life. So it's not really going to throw you all that much. And listen, the professional development side of it is also interesting. Like we're looking at a draft coming up where Victor Wembignana and Scoot Henderson, who is looked at as probably the second pick in the draft, G League Ignite guy, Victor's playing overseas. And so the top two picks in the draft, we haven't seen it all yet. You're going to have guys like Brandon Miller that were in the team with Alabama that were a one seed heading into the tournament that have all this familiarity coming out of college and still probably won't get picked over those two guys that we've seen hide nor hair of because they're that good. But there is something about getting to build your legacy in this area, getting to build even more momentum about you as a player, not just you as an idea, you as a prospect, in front of what we're seeing right now. If you get to March Madness and you get this moment in front of one of the bigger sports audiences there is, we've seen for Zion Williamson, there was a lot of positive momentum around the infusion of his talent and a brand in college basketball like Duke that's still the more well-worn path. Totally. Damn. I think there well, there might be a, a little bit of like how Mike won't go outside when his neighbor's out there so he can avoid uh, talking to them. <laughs> it may be Bronny avoid, avoiding the smoke of the NBA. What if he turns into like Drew Timmy or just, just like decides <laughs> to just constantly like we're like, no, Bronny, you, you don't have any more eligibility. You have to oh. declare a son. Could you imagine <laughs> how mad LeBron would be? What if he, yeah, if, if he's like, I'm holding on for dear life so that I can play with you, son. And Bronny's like, I think I want to do a fifth year. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to play in the NBA while you're still there at all. Then. I don't and want what if he, your like, life. <laughs> he becomes like a huge locker room guy where he's like the beating heart of that team. And everyone's like, couldn't do it without Bronny. Like he just is always goofer, like groom, goes a mustache. I mean, Bronny uh, becoming oh. the next Perry Ellis meme in college <laughs> basketball would be a hilarious <laughs> plot twist. Oh. I'm here for it. It would be. And like, I, cause I already saw Windhorse. I think the headline on ESPN was because Bronny is rapidly improving his stock, the better Bronny is, the harder it's going to be for LeBron to just play with him. Because if he ends up anywhere near a lottery pick, ah. it's not a guarantee that team's going to be able to go and swing for LeBron in the same way. So LeBron's <laughs> already go. got to be feeling the heat right now after just getting his feet rubbed up on by the LeBron James of feet. 
I, I will just say, <laughs> I will just say one thing. I feel like LeBron's made enough money at this point that if like playing with his son is his biggest thing, he could sign like a one dollar contract with the freaking, you know, the, I don't know, the, Thunder. I, who's yeah. ba- who's really really bad right now? Got a lot the of picks. Rockets. Yeah, like mm, co- yeah. he could go, he could do whatever he wants to play with it. So I, it's a pride versus uh, yeah. father situation, I think. Yep, we're gonna get to watch it play out <clears throat> here soon. So uh, that was who's to say, uh, Charlotte. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. While we've got you here, uh, outside of the quote world, we need you to help us weigh in on the thing that you helped us oh, great initially. Yeah. So we are down to Let's the go. final matchup in our Some Shining Moments bracket. 32 of the biggest moments in the last year, March to March, seated in various regions, broken down sports, music, television and film, pop culture, internet, all the above. And we are now down to the final matchup, the national championship of one of some shining moments. And Charlotte, I yes. don't think you will be surprised <laughs> to find out at least one of these that you and Jess were both pretty forcefully behind. We have got in the final matchup, the one seed, the slap from the Oscars. Really? Yep origin story of this entire tournament i think the reason that we did this versus the four seed world cup final featuring killian (gasps) versus featuring killian mbappe and Lionel messi wow wow so you know i'm gonna give you a lot of credit here because for a bizarro seeded bracket this actually netted out to be i think to like this feels right yeah these are the moments these are the moments I think so. I um, think these are the right ones. And they were like, the World Cup's path here was dominant. The wins they had yeah. were decisive. And yeah. you guys pointed it out, was probably underseeded based on what it means in totality, just what it was having two of the premier talents in the sport both go off in the championship game of the world's biggest event. I probably undersold that a little bit. Well, I mean, it was... Uh... You didn't seed it. You didn't seed it. Yeah. I mean, I- But it had definitely happened. I mean, I, I like, yeah, Mbappe being, these felt like chapters in like uh, the the storybook of, of professional soccer, of World Cup soccer. Like this was a huge, it was one of the things that we all felt lucky that we like were watching in the oh, moment. I said versus at the like time, the it was slap pound of for being pound, like, the best sporting event I'll watch all year. Yeah, I mean, versus like, yeah, it's like, 
we were expecting that to happen based on the matchup. Like we like the not to be comparable, but the fireworks we're expecting on Friday uh, with the with the women's with South Carolina versus Caitlin Clark in, in Iowa. But Oof, the slap so was just so surprising, and like the rest of the world is still very surprised. It was a moment that wasn't supposed to happen. And that nobody knew how to process as it was happening because there was no information. You couldn't like Google anything about it because it wasn't supposed to happen, but it happened. And then we had a whole rest of the award show that had to go on. No, the whole rest of the award show where where Will Smith won the Oscar (laughs) for for playing playing Venus and Serena's dad. Like, oh my God. I mean, it's really insane. It's It's really insane. There was a lot going on. I mean, cursing on the Oscar stage to like all time, like actors, comedians, just physical assault happening in that setting on live television. The conspiracies, the Twitter spaces from that night that were uncomfortable to be in with all of the various like think pieces that were getting written and spoken in real time. Will Will Smith was banned from the Oscars. Like he can he can't he can't go back for some time <laughs> like 10 years or something i mean uh, and, and also i had a, my, i had a just i had just, a weird take about the whole thing which what? is that i didn't actually think it was as big a deal as everybody thought it was love it explain i don't know because i was just sort of like well look this guy Said a joke about this guy's wife. He didn't like it. It didn't look like he hit him that hard. It was a slap. Oh, like, I don't know, Charlie. I remember breaking down this like it was game tape, and you watched Will Smith. <laughs> he just, winds up. He well, really does. And he was in a tux. So you know when it's like a well-cut tux, you can't really lift your arms high. And so instead, he treated it like when you... Have you ever seen a guy practice a golf swing without a club? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was just like that where he tried to tuck his arm back and really pull it right back to his hip pocket and then just yeah. uncoil from there. The upper body <laughs> torque was something a D-line coach would be proud of. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, also he could sort of use the like it was like a rubber band of the tux slinging his arm then forward. Right. I get it. I get it. I just I, get- I don't know. I was just sort of like, you know what? They'll figure it out. No, Mike, Mike, that's a perfect analogy because I can hear my dad right now tell me like while I'm practicing my golf, like, oh, you can't bend your elbow there, son. You can't you keep, that, keep that straight. <laughs> you keep that arm straight. Follow all the way yes. through. I saw I have saw those fake lines that they put on the swing coach there for him in the middle of getting ready to tee off on Chris Rock's face. The only the as far as like the legacy of the two, if we're building them out both as candidates, obviously for the World Cup, ever since then, there's been all the rumors about Messi potentially coming to play in Miami over in the yes. uh, MLS. Uh, since then, you know, Mbappe is going to stay over there. He's going to continue to be great uh, at PSG. But the legacy for the slap's been weird because after <laughs> that, we had a bunch of like bad attempts at jokes about it. I think Jimmy Ki- Jimmy Kimmel tried to make jokes about it at this year's Oscars. Chris Rock had a real like I couldn't even get to the jokes Chris Rock made about it in his most recent stand-up because that most recent stand-up was so disappointing overall. And so yes. it has kind of landed with a dull thud a year removed. And yet, 
and yet, yet we are still debating the physics of the slap. So it has lasting power. I, I'm sorry. It can't be a dull thud when there's specials about it in that this was the first time that Netflix did a live stand-up special because everyone was going to watch because they wanted to hear the victim of the slap. And also, yeah. I know Marlon Wayans had a great special called God Loves Me. He had a lot of beef with Chris Rock growing up and he fell in love with Jada Pickett Smith and then he had beef with Will Smith because he was in love with Jada Pickett Smith. Like there was like a, a it was like a Hollywood storyline that came by that I feel like continues to give it life. And that was that special was so much better than Chris Rock's if anyone wants to give it the time. Also, um Netflix Everything is just reinventing what we already had. Netflix just invented like tell. They were like, "We're gonna do a once in a like live global streaming event." I'm like, "That's television. Like you turn on your TV and something's happening at that time." It's like I can't wait till they reinvent movie theaters. They're like, "We have a bespoke room filled with anything you could want to eat, and it's on the wall, big." And you're like, "What?" Just, just get Let's ready. Go. You can pay one large monthly fee to have every one of your streaming services all on yeah. one platform. We're going to call it Cable, and it's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> it's going to have the I've little seen- lot over the A. <laughs> Guys, I'm seeing TikToks of moms being like, we bought an iPhone to leave at home, so it's like a landline, but like kids can take it when they need it. And I'm like, oh my God, everything was fine. And we just had to make it like a little messier so we get back to where we started. Uh, If that is not the current state of the world, I don't know what is. It's a great point, Charlotte. It's a beautiful one to segue into the final leg of this podcast on. Brandon, can you tell us what time it is? I can if the oh shit oh shit oh shit how come every time you come around my London London Bridge you wanna go I to didn't. London London la who <laughs> okay I do guys and it's um I'll say this I'm excited I, I'm excited <gasps> wow <laughs> You don't know how you met me. You don't know why you can't turn around and say goodbye. All you know is when I'm with you, I make you free and swim through your veins like a fish in the sea. I'm singing, follow me, everything is alright. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night And if you wanna leave I can guarantee you want this, that, and the third like me Woo! Oh, that... Is that Uncle Cracker? That might have been my favorite, yes? Oh, that's Uncle Cracker, baby. (laughs) Uncle Cracker. (laughs) And by the way, another one of those sneaky songs that's just like about overt fidelity or infidelity oh never thought of that i am yeah. uh unsurprised if, to discover i do remember all of the words that's one of those songs that got into your head and and swam through your veins like a fish in the sea and it's still there i like, just googled uncle cracker because i realized i had no idea what this guy looks like and he looks exactly like a person whose stage name is uncle cracker would look I'm Absolutely. Him. Absolutely. It's like, oh, okay. it's Cracker with a K, too. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, that is. Charlotte, this was late 90s, early 2000s, all rock. Of course it had a K. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Here he is with Kid Rock. Yeah, you guys, I'll uh, check that. Uh, I don't care about the ring you wear. As long as no one knows, then nobody, nobody can care. Nobody can care and sing it. But, I, wow, like, I just sang that as like a 13-year-old being like, cool song. Oh, the <laughs> amount of songs we sang at middle school dances that were about uh, like doing cocaine or having infi- <laughs> or like infidelity or just weird sex are too many to count. I feel bad for kids growing up today because there was a, sure, a lot of it was real bad, but there was like a Wild West uh, component to our adolescence because nobody quite knew what to do about the internet yet, that we really had the most bizarre coming of age that any generation I think will, has ever (coughs) and will ever have. Parents just didn't have enough information to keep us away from certain things. Like now, because parents have so much information about how to do the job, there are a lot more guardrails that get put up pretty early on and kids have to use the internet to circumvent them. We were just outside for long swaths of time and had to find random shit to do. And sometimes that netted you really weird results. Yeah, also, like, it... You should, every child should be able to ruin the family computer with several viruses because they were trying to download Follow Me on Kazaa. Like, that's just something that I want for people and I don't think they're going to have anymore. And that makes me a little sad. I want to get, I want dads to yell because they're like, why is there malware on our our hard drive? And you're sitting there with like Natalie and Brulia's torn on your burned CD. Man, I don't know. That is not the orn that was on the computer that gave ours malware. I'll say that. Okay, Mike, calm down, Mister. You're the like talking about horny on main takes one to no one. Uh, but I, I I spent so many hours on Mike. You'll love this on the internet on like Dragon Ball Z family tree websites. Just like <laughs> just like going deep My into the dog. Saga. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and I, you know, remember when you would go something, you would like wait for the screen to load and like slowly come from the top and just inch down, like oh. the content would just slowly Watching scroll down. Watching a website basically print out what you were trying to witness <laughs> on screen was a rush. Do you guys oh, ever play dude. Neopets? Did oh, I ever gosh. play Neopets, yeah. Charlotte? Anyway. Simpler times. If you enjoyed those simpler times, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review, leave us a five-star rating, and tell Brandon how much you enjoyed a bit of Uncle Cracker revival. Uh, Guys, let's get to this, that, and the third three quick stories to finish off the day. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And Brandon, you already said her name once, but congratulations are in order. Iowa's Caitlin Clark named the Naismith National Player of the Year on Wednesday, beating out last year's winner and the woman she will face in the semifinal, Aaliyah Boston of South Carolina, as well as fellow uh, finalist Maddie Segrist from Villanova and Elizabeth Kitley from Virginia Tech. So awesome, very deserved. Caitlin Clark's been a star, one of the biggest names in March Madness overall, and I'm glad we get to see her play more basketball. Iowa, South Carolina is sort of like what you – it's one of those like the championship was going to be anticlimactic now because it's like make just make that build the whole plane out of iowa south carolina like caitlin clark is justin justin fields versus uh trevor lawrence in that that semifinal game yeah 
This there you is, go. This is the classic spot where if this were professional basketball, we'd say, I'd take seven of these. Yeah. <laughs> 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 also, Caitlin Clark, like, I've never seen, I'm not sure I've ever seen an athlete so confident in Thank my entire you. life as Caitlin Clark. She steps onto the court and she's doing shit where I'm like, how dare you? I'm like, yeah, honestly, how dare you? And then succeed. It, I, I wish I had like 1% of her confident and I'm like not an unconfident person. Like she, she is, she, her, her belief in her ability is like one of the most inspiring things ever. And I know there are people who don't I, like her. I know there oh, are people, but I'm into it. Charlotte, one of my favorite moments of confidence from the last game. I don't know if you guys watched the Iowa and um, Louisville yes. game. Louisville. When yeah. yes. someone caught a shot. Haley Van Lith on that Louisville team talks her shit too. She is someone who <laughs> like absolutely someone is capable of getting up under people's skin. And at one point, Haley was talking shit over by Caitlin. And you could see Caitlin look at her and go, you're down by 15. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, I only I talk shit once. That. I only talk shit once in my college career, and it was in a setting like that. So I deeply appreciate that because I was always too out of breath to talk shit. And then at one point, we were playing Michigan State on the road, and we were kneeling it out to win the game. And some D tackle came in, young guy, fresh jersey on, hadn't played the entire rest of the game, and wanted to fire off real hard. And I had just had enough. And I like, I am, I'm in like my fifth start ever. I'm a fifth year senior who didn't play a ton. And so this was totally unearned arrogance, but I was tired of getting hit. And so I just looked at dude and I said, listen, you had 59 and a half other minutes to influence this game. And they decided you weren't worth being out here. So I'm going to need you to calm the fuck down. That's amazing, Mike. It's a bad burn. It was like, I look back on it and I feel bad. Like that kid was, I was that kid for most of my college football career. And it was really mean thing for me to do. So if random Michigan state D tackles listening, I'm sorry I did that to you. I was just tired and probably a little hungry. Look, you have to earn the, you earn the right to trash talk like that. I'm sorry. I, he, he had it coming. I'll say this. Caitlin Clark is going to be a star because I'm starting to dislike her because of these antics and that just has star power written all over it. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't, I'm it's, it's too, it's too much now. I what I to that end, and I know we've talked a lot about the growth of women's basketball. Something that I saw online the other day that was really heartening was a very spirited debate about the greatest women's college basketball player of all time. Because someone put her picture up and said, Caitlin Clark is going to leave college basketball as the greatest player in women's college hoops history. And there were people throwing Candace Parker and a bunch of these other names in here. And it was a legitimate spirited goat debate that deserved to happen and was cool to see. So it's nice to see we're giving women's sports the the credit, the validity, and the conversation and the national right. level that it deserves. I've always thought that we'll know that women's sports have have really gone somewhere when people start on the internet, like when m m the majority of America like hates certain players or like has like wants to talk about why something wasn't deserved or why this right. team, like, you know, you've, you know, a sport is like, really taken seriously when people fucking hate it. Yes. It makes you feel something. It's the first yep. take theory. Christian and Lattner. it has a lot of validity. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially in college sports. Um, 
Guys, let's get to that. This one is just really a roundabout way for me to get to talk about um, Dan Campbell. So free agent wide receiver Marvin Jones Jr. is expected to sign a one-year $3 million contract going back to the Detroit Lions. He was most recently with Jacksonville. He's 33, but it's a cool homecoming. The Lions are one of the hot, fun teams in the NFL right now. They've made a lot of really prudent moves this offseason. But I don't know if you guys saw, and I loved it so much that she offered it up. Um, Danny Rogers, who is a reporter that covers the Detroit Lions, posted a tweet the other day, and it said as follows. And I just went away from her page. There we go. We're back. Um, She said, I get asked a lot about three times a week. So do you love working with Dan Campbell? I'm just going to show them this creepy pic of me being a proud team reporter from now on. Go Lions. And this is the picture of her with her hand in her head in her hand, just smiling at beautiful, sweet, wonderful Dan Campbell in a way that is deeply relatable for your boy. Wow. That's really adoring. That's what that that look is. That did too much for me because I have a picture of Michelle and I on our first like trip we were in Philadelphia, freshman in, in college, and she was behind me looking at me doing something silly, Aww. and that was that type of look, and I was like, damn, like this is gonna be it for a long time, and like that, <laughs> I, like, Dan Campbell and this woman are gonna get married. No, <laughs> no Brandon, Brandon, he does this to everyone. There's a reporter for the Lions named Tim Twentyman who tweeted out, the same picture from the other side of the room of him looking at Dan Campbell. Okay, if you are not watching on YouTube, stop what you're doing and go watch Gojo Show on YouTube because that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. It's just these people with their head on their hand, daydreaming, looking at Dan Campbell, going, how lucky am I to get to cover this team and this big, burly, ass-kicking, tear-jerking, Greek god of a football coach? Question, is, is Dan Campbell a big sweetie? Definite big sweetie vibes. He might be a big sweetie. I think Dan Campbell's a big sweetie. Honestly, (laughs) he's the only reason why I've ever wanted a team to repeat Hard Knocks the next season. Like, I'm I'm usually, like, so done with them after that. Like, I want to go back in that locker room. Uh, Same. Big same. Big same. Uh, We do get – I saw Brian Dable and Dan Campbell in the same joint training camp practices next year. Apparently the Giants and the Lions are going to do training camp uh, at least one week together, scrimmaging leading up to a game. Perfect blend of personalities. Can't wait for that one. I would – like to go to that <laughs> right we need to find a way DraftKings. just send us to those joint practices send so us. i can go have beers with brian table and dan campbell we will do a live show from the joint practices hell yeah did you guys hear about i mean the- honestly like incredible idea if i do say so myself no, that is great that is a great idea um do you did you guys hear about dank not dan campbell but uh brian dable at the owners meeting he was the like, first coach a, to crack a beer having a beer at eleven twenty three a.m the, but but not only that, the first coach to be brave enough to do it, like there's something yeah. about a football guy who's like, okay, you gotta set in line, be in line, but like you also gotta be yourself. Well, and you for know, him to everyone crack else open a Miller was, Light. Uh, was I think course. it was Coors Light. Yeah. Cool. Excuse me. Thank you for the correction. Sorry. Everyone else was sitting around waiting for someone to do it. We've all been in those situations, right? Where you're in a different place, you're in a little more formal setting, and you're not sure when to get up and start going to the buffet line or when it's appropriate to go and get seconds on something. And you need one brave soldier who's willing to stand up, put their hand in the pile, and say, I'll be the leader to take us where we need to go. And that was Brian Dable. 
people got to feel brave. You know what? I hope he did it with those sunglasses on that he was wearing in the owners' meeting in the in the coach's picture. picture. Yeah. I, I bet he had those on because he was still hungover as hell from the last night. I bet that's how Brian Dable gets down, <clears throat> my dog. Brian Dable is. We have some really precious NFL coaches right now. We do. We're in a very. We're in a golden. We might be in a golden it's age true. of NFL coaches. We're right pretty now. lucky. We're pretty lucky. Guys, uh, let's get to the third and something we're not nearly as lucky about. Apparently, <laughs> scientists have created liquid trees. Oh, yeah. Not again. <laughs> now, I, I don't know if this is me getting got by the internet, but according to yupthatexists.com, which as I say that out loud already sounds <laughs> oh, suspect. Uh, Serbian, Serbian scientists have developed what they're calling liquid trees. It uses nanotechnology to create a liquid substance that mimics the properties of wood and has the potential to revolutionize a wide range of industries from construction to energies. Uh, it created the liquid trees by using cellulose nanofibers that are incredibly small fibers found in plant cells. Processing them into liquid form, scientists were able to create a substance that has many of the same properties as natural wood, including high strength and toughness. It essentially looks like a dirty fish tank out by a bus stop, guys. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, I saw that tweet too, Mike. And, um, you know, it's like, Netflix didn't need to reinvent television the way we didn't need to reinvent trees. It's so they're claiming, you know what? They're claiming that it's because it can be molded into any shape and size, making them highly versatile and adaptable in a range of applications, and because they can be made from a variety of plant sources, including waste material from forestry and agriculture industries, it can be highly sustainable and environmentally friendly way. Uh, an alternative to traditional medium. I don't know what's more environmentally friendly than an actual tree. You know what's also really adaptable? <laughs> an actual tree. Have you seen the shapes of those fuckers? They're insane. They'll do anything Crazy. to get to the sun. So you know, big. I will say, though, I, I prefer that scientists in Serbia, What? where was it? Serbia, yeah. Yeah, well, also, I would love to see Serbian scientists doing their thing. Sounds like an amazing TV show, but uh, I, I'd rather they, like, what? Joint practices with the Serbian scientists. Yeah, exactly. I'm there. Sign me up. I'm. I'd rather they be working on like inventing liquid trees than like crypto servers or something. So you know mm. what? I'm cool with it. It's weird. It's definitely weird. It's but just, if this, th there's only a matter of time before we see someone coming off a New York subway putting a straw into liquid tree. Like that's what I'm worried yeah. about is the potential abuses of liquid tree. And, you know, dogs can eat sticks, but, like, people aren't supposed to, I was told as a child, so... It just me. doesn't... It Why just were you doesn't told that? Give me well, you know, you put a stick in your mouth and pretend to be a dog, and your parents are like, I wouldn't eat that. Don't lose your dinosaur. <laughs> actually done that before. Oh, that is actually a good a good dinosaur comp. I just... I, I, see this, I see this box. I see this bus stop. And nothing is giving it the things that I love trees for, which is having animals in them, smelling like things, uh, creating maple syrup, you know? Being beautiful and having architecture of their own. True. Bark. True. <laughs> Nature's first wallpaper. <laughs> That's good. Uh, if you are also pro real tree and made it to the end of this podcast, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review, Gojo. Leave us a five-star rating and a review and check us out, of course, on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Charlotte, as always, follow her at The Wilder Things on all social media. Thank you so much, friend. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
Boom. Money in the bank.